Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, guys. Welcome to our show. Today we discuss about writing, how you can write for getting much better user experience. Because today it's not a good time to cheat or game any system, any platform like Google, LinkedIn, Facebook, because you need to satisfy user intent and uh, think more about user experience to help and support others. Today, I'm so excited to discuss this topic with you, Kester. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for inviting me, Anatoly. Super happy to be here today. It's a big pleasure, especially, you know, uh, when I have topics about copywriting, writing, because I'm passionate about that. Uh, I love writing. I spend so much time with writing. It's not only about articles, uh, comments, anything. You know? So if, if I have the chance to write, I usually do it. Uh, before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and why you decided to share with us about UX writing. All right. So I have pretty much diverse background. I started writing when I was probably 10 years old uh, in like, you know, elementary school, uh, but I never considered it as like a career path or anything like that. To be honest, I never thought I will have a career. If most of my life, I thought I'm in a big disappointment and nothing will get out of me. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I did many things, uh, trying to find my place in the world uh, after I did the military army, which is mandatory in Israel. Uh, I was in the special forces of the Israeli army. And then... I was looking for something interesting to do with my life. So I um, did weird stuff. I immigrated to Canada for a while, worked there as a salesperson for cosmetics. Then I started my web design business, started building websites for clients in Canada, moved to New York, did some real estate, uh, realtor thing over there. I think that uh, during my way, I was pretty much uh, good with sales. So sales is something I, I was always doing pretty well. Um, in addition to that, I was always dipping my toes in graphic design. So I did graphic design as well. When um, I, I was also a last student for a while, which brought me back to writing. I dropped out of last school, went back to graphic design, when did it when the graphic design didn't work out, I transitioned to UX design. And then I mixed all of the things I know, which is writing, design, uh, user experience, sales, and built uh, a new company, which is the UX Writing Hub, which is uh, the largest educational platform for UX writers around the world. I was also working as a UX person for different companies and startup companies for many years. And that's where we are today. Nice, nice. Love your experience. Okay, uh, let me share my story. Uh, I remember like uh, 12 years ago, I had a team of copywriters who wrote about anything. No, we uh, uh, wrote about weight loss, health, finance, anything. They didn't have experience with that. They just, uh, no, they took content in the top 10 results, re rewriting, and that's it. You know, Google ran well, but things changed. Today it doesn't work. Of course, we change our approaches as well. Uh, and um, I see uh, the biggest problem today when uh, copywriters are trying to satisfy uh, Google or uh, social media, but uh, not human being. 
Google search human being, yeah, and today it's important to write for a human being. Uh, uh, can you tell how to, uh, uh, I don't know, like how to uh, write text that people want to read? Uh, for example, you know, uh, I love reading, and I remember Stephen King uh, uh, shares uh, two methods how you can improve your writing. Uh, first method, to read a lot. The second method, to write a lot. So, two methods, nothing special. And uh, uh, I love reading, but, you know, many books, especially about business books, they are good for sleeping. You know, you can read them and uh, lose your attention, think about something else, you know, and sleep well all night, especially if you have problems with that, you don't need to buy any pills, medicine, you know, for sleeping. You just can take some boring book to read and, and forget about anything. Uh, content on this book and you know once i i had the conversation with jim edwards um and he worked 10 years uh, in business insider and he told me their success uh depends on uh writing text uh non-boring text in boring niche so they wrote exciting interesting text in boring niche uh, and i i see it's a big issue with many uh, writers they usually uh, write generic text not interesting without sharing any stories uh, or even if they share it's not interesting to read can you tell from your experience how to write text that people want to read that can catch our attention retain uh, readers uh, when to read the entire copy so this is a really good question and and uh... There are many ways to answer this question. So I will just try to do my best here uh, based on my experience. Um, when we're talking about content that you create for Google specifically for SEO, so sometimes you don't need to write the most interesting stuff. I know um, it can't be generic because actual people need to actually read it and understand it. But the business goal of Google is that will people will find information as fast as possible. So, mm -hmm. for example, it will be a very good idea to understand what kind of questions your audience might ask and make sure that the content you create is good enough that it tackles all of the things that they ask. For example, the other day I had a rat in my flat. That was the fucking the worst experience I ever had in my life. And, mm -hmm. and I call this like... Uh, exterminator guy in the middle of the night because I definitely couldn't handle this situation myself. And we found ourselves talking about SEO and he told me, listen, I want to be on the first page of Google with my, with my art, like uh, website. And I was thinking to myself and I was like, okay, what was the first question that I had in my head when, before I invited this person? And my question for me as you know, the reader, I guess was, do I have a rat or a mouse in my flat? Because I didn't know the difference. So I was like, hey, dude, I'm pretty confident that if you write a blog post about like the differences between rat versus mice, for example, many people would look that difference and then they will lead on your page and then probably they will take your services as an exterminator because that's the reason they ask it because they also have a rat or a mice in their flat. So the content don't necessarily need to be that great or tell a story and to be like crazy good. It just like need to answer my question as 
the potential customer or something like that. So that's one way to tackle it. With that being said, I, I like to call it when I create content and I do create a lot of content and a lot of blog posts as well. I say one for the robots, one for the people. So the one for the robots is the one that, you know, it will get ranked, you know, it will be like a nice listicle, probably it will land on like sweet keywords that people would look and it will work. It still work. Even 12 years after, you can still fill up some keywords and, and it will work and you will be on the first page of Google. If, you know, if you did the right research, if you answered the questions that people actually ask with your content. And then I do also one for the people, the one that don't necessarily get ranked, but will be fascinating and interesting and will share a really interesting case study, probably minimum ranking, but, you know, it will be very educational. People will share it on social media and it will be, and it will be good. So my tip like to do that is to do one for the people and one for the robots. And the one for the robots still don't need to be for robots. It still needs to be like professional and not generic. It should, it should tackle the exact questions people asking in order for Google to land it specifically on your website. If it could tell a story, that's great. But sometimes it just needs to say one sentence like, I don't know, what the square root of 64? I don't know. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, let's talk about uh, you you share an example that you uh, readers probably wanna get answers. Not probably, yeah, exactly. They wanna get answers. Uh, can you tell how to learn what kind of questions they have? Uh, because you know, I see when websites usually use tools. Uh, well-known tools like HRS, MRush to find this answer, uh, these questions. But uh, in most cases, you know, uh, uh, tools share the average data. It doesn't mean that uh, all websites have uh, all products uh, need to reply to the same questions. And I found that many uh, companies uh, ask their customers, uh, readers on social media, uh, in many other places to know what kind of questions they have. Uh, can you tell from your experience how to get this data before writing any text, how to research and understand what kind of questions my audience uh, has and uh, how to give the right reply to them? So a good um, attribute that a writer might have is to be very, it doesn't matter if you're a UX writer, a content marketing person, SEO writer, it doesn't matter. To have good empathy, to understand your reader and to understand what question they might have, even if you don't have the data. You need to think what's happening in their head. If you don't know, you can just ask them. You can ask your readers, hey, like, what? Uh, just interview them, take some feedback, take some uh, questions from your readers. And also be empath means that uh, you probably can predict what questions they will have. Like, for example, if you're building an article that's comparing def different tools, probably the, your readers will care about the pricing of those tools. So if you add a pricing component to every tool that you write about, it will increase the likelihood that it will give them more value. They will spend more time on the page and then you get better ranking at the end of the day. So... Think about the outside of the box, about the components that people would care about while um, reading your content. 
In addition to that, you have all of those tools that you've mentioned. There is this very famous uh, method that probably your uh, listeners know about, uh, the skyscraper technique, right? You go to mm. uh, the name of this guy is Brian from Beklinko, right? Brian, he's yeah. Talking, mm-hmm. Exactly. So he's taking, talking about, you know, go to SERP, like the first uh, few uh page results see what others are writing about and a lot of time there is a reason that those people got the right ranking and that's because they understood what questions people ask you just copy those and just write it in a better way and then and then on add on top of that another layer that will give value and there's a big likelihood that you know you'll get ranked of course in addition to backlinks and the internal links and you know you know the drill basically mm-hmm Uh, what do you think about rewriting? Uh, rewriting is that today uh, do we need to consider rewriting or it's better uh, to create all the time uh, something new, unique that can, I don't know, like to help in another way. For example, you know, uh, uh, why I'm asking about that? Um, uh, I often ask my friends about the new movie and uh, the most popular reply, nothing special. You know, uh, I watch the same movies, the same plot, uh, and uh, I see uh, the same issue with website content. For example, if I'm looking for uh, information, I can open one website. If I open the second and get totally the same information, I bounce quick because I'm not interested to read twice the same content. Uh, but I see the masters still copy, replicate content from their uh, competitors. Can you tell about rewriting? Uh, for example, if I'm using a uh, skyscraper technique from Brian Dean, I need to learn what my competitors do, uh, even if I create something better, you know, uh, but it's the same information you now uh, in there. The, what do you think about that? So that's what I'm saying. To add another layer of value on top of that, like that pricing component I was talking about, or... Uh... You know, I think Brian Dean talks a lot about this uh, diets, paleo diet that he writes about. So always add like, I never wrote about diets before. I'm not a big diet fan myself, but, you know, probably techniques of how to do it. And to be honest, you when doing the skyscraper technique, it's not about what the other people wrote about, which is, you know, that's okay. But it's about understanding what is missing. So what I like to do is to cross like five blog posts that pop up on the first page and see, okay, like to be smart enough and see, okay, there is a missing component here. I'm going to be the right, the one that will write that missing component. And that's what will give me the value and what will give my audience the value that will bring me on the top page of Google. So that's about it. Uh, another thing about rewrite. So, uh, I recommend to also iterate on your own content. If you see that you have content that perform well, don't let it fade. Always keep it up to date. See how, how you can improve it because, uh, and I don't walk the talk here because I have a lot of like, you know, blog posts that are fading these days. And I'm pretty sure that like with very low effort, I could improve them and iterate on them and maintain the traffic. And... Uh, because that's what you should do. But, you know, like I'm not doing it constantly. I should do it better. But mm-hmm. I, I recommend yeah. you do that as well. Nice, nice. Okay, let's talk about another aspect, uh, simplicity. You know, um, I see when uh, writers 
uh, you know, they write a lot, but uh, hard written sentences, uh, a lot of terminology, many other stuff. Uh, even uh, if they have the audience, I don't know, PhDs or <laughs> other high degrees, you know, uh, people love simple content. They have no time to figure out what you are actually saying and something like this. And I remember one interesting quote from uh, Einstein. And he told, if you can't write in simple way, then you don't understand what you are writing. So it's something like this. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, can you tell how to simplify content? Uh, how to uh, create content that it's not hard to consume uh, from your experience? So, um, myself, when I'm uh, addressing new content, so when I consume new content, usually I'm like a newbie and I have a lot of questions in my head. And I always Google and ask, like, I dive deep into that rabbit hole when I want to learn something really good. Like, okay, so right now, like this other day, I was Googling and I wanted to invest abroad. I want, I want to see if maybe I can invest some, uh, to buy a property in, in like another country. Because uh, you have some markets that are bad and some markets that are better. So I was Googling and going to this really weird rabbit hole. So I was Googling offshore, um, offshore investing and foreigner investing. And I was tackling a lot of different angles to the same topic in order to get into the information that I wanted. And I found these really cool pieces of content. And I'm pretty confident that, you know, if I would create content about this topic right now, I would tackle all of these keywords. Okay, so I would put myself in the shoes of the reader, which was me like five minutes ago. And I would put all of the different angles that people that would give value to people. Okay. And the type of questions that I had, I would try to answer with the con content pieces that I create. And that's usually works for me in a good way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. Uh, I have the question, uh, what to do first design or writing? Because you know, it's like the question uh, chicken or egg. Uh, uh, I don't know chicken or an egg, but uh, what about design and writing? Uh, by the way, I often ask this question and uh, I didn't get the same answer. Uh, yeah, some yeah, marketers, uh, yeah, some marketers are good with uh, uh, starting from writing. Others are good with starting with design. So uh, your approach about that. So my answer, which is the uh, stupidest answer ever, and it would be, it depends. So it depends on what you're building. Let's say that right now I'm, I need to create notifications for a mobile app, which is a very standard UX writing tasks. In mm -hmm. that case, I would, you know, I'm probably going to have some kind of a component of design. So I would talk to my designer and I will try to understand the limitations of that notifications means like how many words could I put in it? And based on those limitations, I would just start writing. I wouldn't wait for the design. Uh, if I'm going to create onboarding experience, the, the business goal of that onboarding experience would, to, would be to, I don't know, reduce the churn or increase the amount of retention. There is a lot of different uh, tasks for product managers in different product teams around the world. So 
I would probably take some components from the design system that are already pre-designed and put my words into them. Then the designer would say, hey, let's change it a little bit. Usually it's a collaborative effort and not a thing that, you know, one thing starts before the other. I believe it's a good mix of collaboration. I believe writers need to know design, like the basics of design so they could work better with uh, designers. And I believe that designers need to know how to write so they could work better with writers. So designers could write like, even like this headline should be about blah, 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 blah. And then the writer could hop in and rewrite it. In addition to that, I can be like writing a wireframe and add a component and say, hey, add here an illustration of a frog holding a biscuit, whatever. So as long as the collaboration is good, it doesn't matter what starts first, uh, because it's either way, it's an iterative process that it doesn't matter how it starts, what matters is the end result. So the most important part is to collaborate on it very well. If you have a person that can do both, that's amazing. Sometimes you have someone like that. I can design and write. I'm better writer than designer myself. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it depends. That's my final answer. Okay, got it. Uh, I, by the way, you mentioned this word uh, collaboration, collaborate, and I found on your LinkedIn profile uh, that you spent uh, most of your time working to redesign the way writers and designers collaborate in product teams. Yeah, I, I called it a little bit. Can you tell about uh, uniting designers and writers uh, in one cohesive call? Because I see when, you know, uh, they uh, work separately. Uh, uh, one uh, Probably copywriters can get the task to write text, designers can get the task to right uh, to draw design but they are not working uh, together you know to create a, a cohesive piece of content that people want to consume so uh, after that uh, i don't know content creators are trying to uh, unite them uh, can you tell about collaboration how to unite uh, designers and writers uh, in one cohesive world all right so that's a very good question I will step back and tell you a little bit about my background again. So I did the transition from graphic design to UX design, and I started to work in a product team of a company. And we didn't have writers that know anything about product design. So the content on the wireframes I've created was bad. It was, uh, it was in English. I'm not a native English speaker. And so, so we brought a writer on board. That writer didn't know nothing about product design. And that created really bad writing, not because she was a bad writer, but because she didn't have any context about user experience and user flows and writing in specific contexts. For example, if you write an error message, you can't write it like you're writing an ad right now. It needs to be like very on point and very accurate. You know, you can't go wild. So that's an issue I had. And I was like, okay, so we need to build bridges here. So we need to educate more writers about product design processes, which is something I'm doing to this day. I have this week, I'm start, this uh, week, next week on the 15th of November, we start a Figma class for UX writers where I teach design writers, like the practicalities and the tools they need to use and not the methodologies, but the actual tools. In addition to that, I teach designers how to write microcopy, 
best practices, how to write an error message, and so on. So I always think that there is an overlap. Writers should have some background in design, and designers should have some background in writing, and that's the best way to work together. And, you know, I, I, I found the same. Uh, my customers need to understand SEO. If they understand SEO, you know, we can get much higher results. If they don't, it's, it's really hard. It's really hard to get results. I'm sorry for that noise because guys decided to congress <laughs> close to my window. So, yeah. Okay, uh, let's go ahead. Um, uh, let's talk about a metric that all marketers uh, hate or scare. I don't know. It depends. Bones uh, rate. Uh, for example, you know, uh, most of them are uh, bounced for a few seconds. Uh, for example, on YouTube, 80% of users bounce for 20 seconds. Uh, uh, in, uh, only 5% of all books are uh, read, just people uh, usually don't read all books. Uh, and uh, it's the same website content. Can you tell how to retain uh, readers? Longer. So, how to write text that gives them a strong reason to read the entire text? Uh, probably we can't get 100%, but how to improve uh, both ways? Uh, so, the answer is pretty simple. It's all about the content. You know, it doesn't matter how it's designed, how it's written, where it's at, if the content is good. People would find it useful, so people would stay and they wouldn't bounce. So uh, the best example I can give is stuff like uh, Reddit even, which is a hub for a lot of interesting content. And sometimes, you know, if you go to the design of Reddit originally, it looks like old HTML from the early 2000s. But the content is good. People answering each other on niche topics and it's very useful. So the reason people stay and don't bounce is because of good content and nothing more, in my opinion. And I've seen it dozens of times in my career. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's better to create good content. Uh, can you tell how it's to measure? Easy, easy to say, easy to say how to do. <laughs> okay, how to measure? Uh, good content or not. For example, if uh, I need to analyze existing content and how do I know it's good or not? Good is a subjective question. The, the question you need to ask is it, um, is it performing well? For example, you can have content that drive billions of viewers to your website, but it fails to monetize because nobody's doing any action. They land on your website and that's it. So you don't monetize it. Would it be considered good? I don't know. Maybe it, it drove a lot of traffic. Is it good? I don't know. Um, maybe you wrote a masterpiece that is brilliant, but it didn't land on every any page of Google and, and barely indexed. Is it considered bad? I don't think so. It's probably pretty good, but you know, good or bad is a subjective question. 
But if you're talking about performance, so you have a lot of ways to measure performance and you know, you know the drill, Google Analytics, you can set up goals, you can see what articles are leading to what conversions on your website and then iterate and optimize on that. And yes, that's, that's uh, how I usually build my content strategy, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me quote one more thing from your LinkedIn profile. My passion for creating exceptional user experiences spills over into the development and acceleration of fantastic conversation experiences. Can you tell more about passion? You know, um, for example, I've seen many times when uh, content creators chase uh, some volumetrics without passion, without understanding. Uh, so, for example, if I write, uh, I have passion of writing. If I can't write, I usually delegate the task to others. For example, if I know that uh, I need this text, but I can't write because it's not my main experience, even if I don't like it. Uh, yeah, it's better to delegate or even skip to forget about this task. Uh, uh, can you tell about passion? How to add passion to writing? Because, you know, uh, I, I met many times, many times text without passion, you know, the, uh, written for the sake of having them. Uh, that's not good. Uh, I, I can't measure them uh, to good or bad content, but it doesn't bring any, I don't know, like uh, feeling by reading this text. Uh, can you tell more about passion? So, um, passion is a, it's hard to identify where your passions are. And by the way, the passion, your passion is going to change mm-hmm. during the years. Today, you're passionate about SEO. Maybe tomorrow, you'll be passionate about mermaids i don't know but uh, that's a more of a philosophical question in my opinion where to find your passion and uh, before you go to write anything before you go you go to seo you need to think uh, what you know what makes you wake up in the morning what is interesting to you what are your goals what kind of information would you like to bring to this world? What kind of change would you like to bring to this world? How much do you believe in this thing? And based on that, you can write a piece of content that will be persuasive enough. You know, mm-hmm. I met a lot of passionate writers. What makes a very good piece of content is their passion towards what they're doing. And it's not because they wanted to have a lot of traffic or a lot of followers or anything like that. They just created a piece that they thought is going to be important enough for the world to see. And they say to themselves, even if one person, if I change one opinion because of my piece, that's more than enough. Yeah, well said. Love it. Uh, yeah. By the way, uh, I'm not passionate about SEO. You know, I don't know. Uh, I'm passionate about many other things, but SEO for me, it's like uh, just uh, search engine optimization, methods, techniques that can help. But uh, today, SEO is not like uh, five, ten years ago. Today, SEO is more related to user experience, to satisfying user intent. So, uh, yeah, and as you told, uh, if you can change opinion of one human being, yeah, it will be great. For me, yeah, yeah, all marketers need to understand human beings first. Uh, I have the question about. Let me, let me tell you. Let me tell you one thing before you continue. When I started mm-hmm. out, 
UX writing wasn't a big deal. Nobody was talking about this topic. And I, I found my passion in, in a way where I found myself preaching almost why it's important because I saw the value in it while no, not a lot of people saw the value in it. And that gave me passion. The passion came from me bringing a change to this world, helping people to find a job in tech, meeting people from the biggest companies in the world, meeting the smartest people in the world, and you know, having an, an access to the most the smartest people in the world. Um, and that kind of stuff drove me drove my, my passion. Um, in addition to that, I also can say my passion also is changing because I think today we live in a different world where a lot of people are understanding, okay, UX writing is a big deal. And I still, and I'm passionate about my business and my company. I, I managed to start as a freelance and now I have a company with almost 50 people in this company and I'm very proud of myself and it gives me also a lot of passion. And I'm also seeing what kind of uh, changes I would like to bring to this world. Uh, and these days I'm also passionate about no-code development, which is the idea of building websites and apps without using code and democratizing technology to people that can't use it and keep doing uh, educational stuff. And I believe that as long as I'm passionate about that kind of stuff, the content I will create always be attracting to more people. And that's why I can be confident and calm that it will be okay. Yes, regardless, to uh, the, regardless to the industry that I'm working at. Okay, I have the question about common mistakes. Can you tell what kind of mistakes companies, writers, uh, or freelancers still do uh, in user experience writing? Common mistakes are starting from the solutions instead, instead of identifying the problem. So a lot of time as a designer and as a writer, you know, I saw a screen, I saw a design and I was like, oh, what's the problem? That's the solution. Da, 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 da. And then the magic wand wrote the solution. But that's not the case. You need a lot of context in order to create exceptional UX writing. You need to know the exact status of the user. You need to know where they are in the user journey. You need to know how they define their own problems. You need to know what are their problems. You need to know from the product managers what kind of task would you like the, the, the people to create in the app. And there are a lot of different things you will have to consider before writing anything. So a huge error and a misconception that people have is to start from the solution. You need to start with a problem. Um, yeah, and not doing enough research is also a big issue. Do a lot of research, mm -hmm. identify the problem to help you to avoid a lot of errors along the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about uh, finding balance between research and actually doing. I remember Jeff Bezos once uh, on his meeting uh, shared uh, that um, uh, when he got data about uh, research, uh, about a new product, uh, and uh, Specialists on his team told him we need more time to research more, to get more data. And he replied to them, no way, guys. Nobody knows what actually works. We need to do 
we need to implement to analyze learn from mistakes uh, improve update and going ahead uh, can you tell how to find the balance between actually doing and researching because uh, i seen the same issue when companies over research you know they learn a lot uh, from tools from data but sometimes we don't know sometimes intuition can uh, uh, show us much better way you know uh, for example i use my intuition when i write posts on social media when i write blog posts it's it's not research it's my passion you know to share something that i have in my mind can you tell about your way of uh, finding the balance between uh, research uh, and over research and actually trying, testing, adapting, doing something? So that's a good question. And you need to find the balance, as you said. You don't want to have analysis paralysis where, you know, um, you have so much data that you don't perform and you don't do anything. And yeah, so... What I would recommend is to start with the desired outcome. What exactly are we trying to create here? And based on that, uh, based on that perform, sometimes one minute of research is enough to find a solution. Sometimes you need six months of research to find a solution. And it, all that matters is what are we trying to achieve here? Uh, mm -hmm. If you have your KPIs in place, if you have your... Uh, and measurements in place and everything that you would like to achieve, then it will probably be easier to to take action. Okay, and uh, that's more or less about it. Mm -hmm. I have the question uh, about. Uh, let's imagine you started from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills. What will you do today to learn more about UX writing? If I'm starting from scratch, um, I would probably go to Google and search for resources. Um, and, and I would start from free resources because there is a lot of free content out there, as you know, as a content producer. You can find on YouTube a lot of pieces of content. You can find blogs. You can find free courses. You can find podcasts. I'm hosting the Writers in Tech podcast. Check it out. And, and I will start with the free, free content. Then I would probably... Um, what I like to personally is to have someone that I look up to and, and have some kind of a vision or goal in my mind. So I would check what kind of opportunities exist in this landscape. Okay, so I can be a director of uh, content design and UX writing in a big company. Perfect. I will search um, how much money these people make, what kind of knowledge these people make. I will reach out on LinkedIn to this type of people and see like what they're all about and what is their background is like. And I will try to follow their step and even like take mentors that will help me to follow those steps and that's about it in addition to that when time is right i will also pay for training if i find it valuable enough mm -hmm. obviously I... by the ux training hub uh... <laughs> but okay uh, yeah I, ha I have the final question uh i remember uh 
uh, you know, uh, some quotes that uh, uh, TV could destroy uh, uh, writing. Uh, probably radio uh, many years ago could destroy writing. Right now we have many other things uh, are coming like metaverse, uh, augmented reality. And uh, what do you think about uh, new text? Uh, uh, I mean, like uh, new uh, technologies, new environment. Uh, writing is in dangerous or not? What kind of future will be in UX writing from your uh, your forecast about that? Um, so there are a lot of different technologies developing these days, AR, VR, metaverse, blockchain, and all of these nice words, web free, whatever. At the end of the day, we have people and we are people. And what we do is to build technologies that will help people to make their lives better. I don't care if this big CEO guy of a big social network decides for everyone that from now on we will do metaverse because nobody knows exactly what's going to happen. What I know is that as long as we focus on using technology to improve people's life, it doesn't matter what changes are going to come. We're going to be there and we're going to do our best work and it's going to be fun. <laughs> Love your answer. Yeah, great answer. Whatever happens, just adapt. Uh, marketers can do it. You know, from our experience, we adapt many times to many things. So uh, if you have experience, you can adapt much faster than many others. Uh, it's a big pleasure to get in my show, to learn from you. Tell our Thank audience how they, how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. No problem. One last comment is that sometimes experience can block, block you from adoption. You see a lot of people in tech industry that, you know, they have a lot of experience and they use old coding languages or old marketing methodologies. For example, they don't count TikTok as a potential platform to use, but, you no. know, it is something that you should consider. So adapt, adapt, adapt. It doesn't matter what you experience every day. Jeff Bezos says it. Every day is day one. So <laughs> adapt. Um, about where to find me, go to my LinkedIn uh, account. You can find it here. I'll put it here in the chat. That's my LinkedIn. You will catch and check the, the podcast, Writers in Tech, which I host and meet a lot of interesting people. Go to uxwritinghub.com, check our free course, it's a lot of fun. Or our weekly newsletter, or our weekly blog, it's fun as well. We write one for the robots, one for the people. You can take the one for the people. And, and what else? That's about it. Thank you for having me today, Anatoly. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, a big pleasure. I send you a LinkedIn request. Guys, you can find uh, the link in the description below uh, listen us on apple google spotify uh subscribe to podcast you will uh follow him on linkedin you can see a lot of valuable insights so if you want to improve your writing just do it learn from you all and you can win in the long run okay guys love you see you thanks for listening to this entire podcast Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. 
Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.